<laughs> Welcome to Heat Seeking Panther. Oh, Miles, yeah. this is my co-host Dave. I'm we Dave. are now ripped. Oh, oh God. This is an episode where we talk about the ant bullet. I feel like, I, yeah, I feel ready to shrink down and join the ants. Um, you don't understand what I'm talking about if you haven't seen this movie, which... I did, and I still don't understand nope. what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> were, was there a film that we were looking forward to less than this movie? The Crudes? Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, I know it just... I know it just. This gets guy worse. knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jesse, how many times did you have to watch the Croods? Uh, I mean, like at least 15 times in like several languages. You know? Wow. Do you want to do? Do you want to be on our Croods episode? Croods. Thank Hell you. yes. Okay. Yes. Amazing. I love how fucking sadistic we are as just to you. Just, <laughs> like we ask you to like, we ask you like, to guest you, host all the worst movies. Remember you hated the weather, man. You want to watch it? Well, so I, yeah, I wasn't looking forward to this, but um, I weirdly, I have quite a bit to say. Um, it'll probably still be like a 30 minute episode, but you know, first of all, you watch this with actual children, right? I, I watched some of it with actual children. They ended up walking out like 45 minutes in cause they, it didn't hold their interest. Good. Um, so I ended up watching the rest of it alone. <laughs> and then when it was over, I had this very somber, like self-reflective moment where I was like, I just sat through yeah. a movie that children wouldn't watch. Yeah. I, I, I also had that same moment. Um, I, I watched it last night and I was babysitting and, uh, but the, the child was asleep, but I still like, I, they were asleep in the same room and I was up watching this, watching the ant bully, a movie ostensibly for children, but actually for nobody. And, uh, yeah, I just like, I, I felt like I should question my life, but then I realized that we're on like episode like 43 or something. Oh, the, the time for questioning this is long past. No. So I, it's we just well beyond that. Just another notch in our belt. Okay. So first of all, the, the first thing I noticed was this is uh, produced by Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I do. Um, so the legend has it that Tom, Tom Hanks. Way back in the year of our Lord, 2006. 2006. No, 2001. He picked his child up from kindergarten. Truman Hanks, not Colin. Um, and uh, read this was book. Was he named after the president or the movie? Good question. Uh. He, they were, he was halfway through the book and he said, this would make a great movie. And I don't know if he finished the book, but he, uh, he did then contact John A. Davis, creator of Jimmy Neutron. Well, that's what I was wondering because I didn't know that it was the same company that did Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. So when the, when the kid first came on screen, I was like, these people are just cribbing Jimmy Neutron. Like this, this motherfucker looks straight up like Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. They're like a little bit, they're, they're like one. They have less hair. <laughs> But like he's still like weird. He's still got like weird freckles and like glasses. Yeah. And they're like, they're like just one plateau up in the uncanny valley from Jimmy Neutron. It's still like the the humans in this movie are fucking so grotesque. Like I found, especially the other children. The children I thought were really hard to look at. The children in the Exterminator specifically oh, were all like really really. Uh, misshapen and like, they looked hideous yeah no wonder the, the ant society seems so much better well i don't think the ants looked much better yeah. i think i think the only reason the ants look better is because the animators had a little more license with yeah. like how they could design them they basically make them look like um like aliens like there's yeah. this weird alien connection um throughout the whole movie i noticed that too um, uh, which we can talk about later, yeah but the, the the ants look like uh 
<clears throat> Alien Warriors or something. Wait, so okay, so Tom Hanks read the book. Tom Hanks read yeah. at least half the book. Um, it said, <laughs> which is more than the children I watched the movie with did. So, <laughs> and uh, he contacted John A. Davis, creator of Jimmy Neutron, uh, animator on the rise. Uh, his his company DNA Productions that he had with with someone else um, had been making animated bumpers and and short stuff throughout the 90s and uh jimmy neutron was a hit and it was like you know what here's more money he had just finished making the jimmy neutron uh feature film which i think was mildly successful so dna got they spent 50 million dollars making this movie and uh, in, in the interview I read with John A. Davis, which was like right before this movie actually came out, he was talking about how, how time intensive it was because, you know, because they had to create everything as you do with CGI. But in 2006, I think that was still, still kind of novel, like Pixar and was pretty much the only game yeah, in town. I think maybe like Shrek had Shrek and, yeah, DreamWorks and Shrek was, 2, maybe yeah. Shrek 3 had already been out, but right. like they definitely... Well, and I was and those thinking, are big studios. Yeah, but like I was thinking, and even the CGI in like the early Pixar and you know yeah. Shrek and, and those, it's better than any other CGI at the time, but it's right. still not really that good. What's and wh- this looks like sub Toy Story? I though. know, this like is, this looks like it was rendered on like someone's like 2003 like HP laptop. Yeah, it's someone's copy you know? of Maya that, yeah, that with, like with Maya like, <laughs> version with, 1.0. <laughs> Like, it's really weird. And I just remember watching it for how poorly it was designed and how ugly it looked. I was it, like, oh, my God, the time and manpower yeah, and money. $50 million. That went into this to make it look this bad. Yeah. I and mean, it's like shocking. They worked out of they worked out of Dallas, Texas, too, because it was like cheaper to like hire a crew. So there was like and it took four years, $50 million. Um, who knows how many people so many man hours. Wait, so it, like, like ostensibly cage could have recorded this like, in an afternoon. <laughs> like, yeah. But like in like, like around the time of like adaptation. Or yeah. Right? Yeah. If it was four years, probably I know, I, I, I know that they record the voices before they start any of like the final animation. Right. Right. So maybe it wasn't four years, but I mean, it could have been like national tre- Like you had to go from the set of national treasure, like straight to ant, <laughs> like straight to record Dude, the ant bully. Well, and not just him, but Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, Julia Roberts, Paul Giamatti. It's got a it's, Ricardo it's, Montalban his, in his last film appearance before he Sadly. died. Um, yeah, the, I mean the cast is the cast is, is stacked, and and that's Tom Hanks. That's right. because Tom Hanks had the connection. So, so but again, like for so many of these movies where it seems like a dream team cast, the payoff is non-existent. I mean, like, <laughs> no no voice actor could have made this movie less unintentionally eerie, but. Um, not even Meryl Streep. So anyway, four years, six months alone was spent on the sequence where the frog swallows. Which was my the favorite child. part of the it's movie. The, yeah, it's the best part. Yeah. Because they had to, they had to render, there were so many things, like there was slime so with different, like moving and the walls of the frog's stomach and, and just like so many like variables to get right. Um, but again, like, dude, that's six months of some, somebody was like away from their child for six months working long hours to create a single scene in the ant bully. Think about that. You know, we live in a society. <laughs> okay. So, 
<laughs> hey man, the ant bully put that that animator's kid through college. True. Right? Yeah. Hey, well, so, okay. Well, uh, but I mean, you know, this movie was not a success. Like reading the the interview with John A. Davis, it's kind of poignant because it's like um, he, he's like, man, I hope people like it, and and they didn't. Like this movie actually. I don't know if it bankrupt DNA productions, but they were done. They they closed down after this because this was like the chance to join the big ranks and 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 they couldn't. This also came out after Ants with a Z and A Bug's Life, right? Which A Bug's Life was a big hit, and Ants had the star power of Woody Allen. Um, at the time, only mildly controversial. <laughs> and anyway, this what does the ant bully have besides um, uh, less problematic celebrities? Yeah, um, I think nothing. Uh, but 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 more to your point, I feel like there was this idea between the time. I guess it was really Shrek was like the one that kind of kicked it off, and then Pixar a little before that. But it was this idea that like CGI was going to be like the future of like kids movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like not in the way that it actually became. Well, like, how do you mean? Okay, so like I feel like now it's used much more as a tool, like a means to an end. Mm. Whereas back then it was like they thought that they could get it done quicker. Oh. Um and still it had this kind of idea of like, you know, kids are impressed by like flashy, yeah. you know, things. And so they'll be like the kids will care somehow or like the fact well, that it was made in computers will make it more successful somehow. Yeah. When yeah like I, really that's like not anything that like a children's movie needs to have. Well, I think it was. I think Toy Story and maybe Shrek. Like I think like the, those first ones had the novelty, but the novelty was gone at this oh, point. Oh yeah, definitely. And and if you're gonna go for the novelty, like it better look fucking good. And it this does not did not. But like was it was it just a was it purely bad timing? Like if it had come know. out like 10 years later, do you think that maybe it would have been able to be made better? Mm. Like because No, they, I I think because, the because it was such like you know like I was saying before like it, it was it was such an insane undertaking to just make any kind of movie yes. like this that that took up just the making of it took up well, so much of the time that there was nothing left over for you know story script well, things that matter in a movie but so this this guy John A Davis like did spent he spent a long time on this and and I don't know if it's cuz neither of us have read the children's book that it's <laughs> I guess based on and I wait did did John Davis write the book? No. Okay. No, he, but Tom Hanks basically asked him to adapt it. Like, uh, and, um, so I don't know how much of what was in it was invented, but this story is fucking bonkers. Like, that's the other thing. It's not just that this is like, uh, bad and poorly done. There are like fundamental elements of it that are so questionable and insane. Well, it seems like they just excised large parts of the script and made no attempt to fill in the holes. <laughs> you didn't think so? No, like seriously, like I feel like there are entire scenes missing <laughs> that are just not there. And they, like, were, they were mean, like, oh, that'll take another six months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, I mean, I don't know if you... I'm not saying that the the reintroduction of those would have made it any better, maybe, but I don't know. It just seems like it was just like they couldn't, they literally like I, didn't have the time yeah, it, to like, you know. It's either missing some fundamental pieces or they have a bunch of extra pieces. It, it's basically, it's a very like, I, I think, I don't remember 
uh, how the story of a bug's life or even ants are because I'm not a child. Um, because <laughs> I don't know, because I don't remember anything. Um, but I, I think they were like pretty, there's a pretty straight, like comprehensible, like story and through line that feels kind of universal about them both. Like I, I feel safe in saying that. And so wh- th- let's, let's talk about the actual plot of the ant bully, which is that I'm sorry. I'm laughing already. <laughs> just like thinking about having to say this out loud. There's a child <laughs> named Lucas um, called Peanut by his mom and subsequently everyone in the movie who is getting bullied by uh, someone in the neighborhood. And we're talking like like atomic wedgie bullying. Like this yeah. kid's getting like tortured they on actually, a daily they, basis. Yeah, they broke all of his underwear, they yeah. say, that all the bands are gone and then his mom notices that they're gone and then she's like, bedwetting is okay, Peanut. There's a lot of urine and dicks in this movie too, like a lot. But um, unless we, we can get into that. Um, do we have to? Yeah, we do. Because I took note of it. I took note of it every time it happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's getting bullied by just the most grotesque children <laughs> in the digital in any realm, and uh, so he bullies the ants. They, they, I think the bullies actually say that they bully him because they are big and he's small. Right. So then he does stuff like piss on the ant hill and just generally like, yeah. And just generally like, you know, tortured this, this colony of ants in his backyard. The ants call it yellow rain. Yeah. 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 Um, and the, other. okay. So just thinking they, they want you to think about the ants that they created swimming in a child's pee. They want you to think about that child peeing on the characters that the characters you're seeing have all been doused in that child's urine. In fact, it their flooded entire, their home. Their, their entire city is getting leveled by floods of urine. It is. It, it's a natural disaster that they okay. dread. Dude, this movie was like the day after tomorrow or some <laughs> shit, right? Like the ants colony got destroyed. Like there Dude. was like total, there was oh, yeah. total like society wide destruction at least three times in this movie. Yeah. It's hard to be an ant. Um, um, but okay, we're just touching the surface though of, of the things this movie is because what happens, you know, cut to the actual ants in living in the, their uh, ant hill, uh, the first ant that we're introduced to is Zock, played by Nicolas Cage. And Zock is not only an ant, he's a wizard. He's a literal ant wizard that is... They didn't explain that at all. He just is. He was just some kind of like weird shaman-esque dude that yeah. could like do, make like weird... Makes potions. Yeah, basically just like mix it. He's like an And he has a magic wand. Right, right. And with his magic wand... He shrinks Lucas. No, no, no. Hold on. With his magic wand, he makes a potion. <laughs> yes. That. How do they give it? How do they administer it I to the kid? Don't even They remember. like sneak into his room into his and room like and climb into his ear or something. Yeah, something like that. Drop, drop it into his brain. And then he wakes up in the morning. No, he wakes up at, at night. And this whole scene also for a good like five minutes of screen time, this child is naked. This prepubescent child is naked. And in every single shot of which there are a lot, there are a lot of edits. They have to really explicitly block out his genitals when they could. They so unnecessary. I mean, I guess all his underwear broke. <laughs> That's why <laughs> could have been wearing pajamas, though. Like but it's like, so fucked up. And it just seems weird because by going by jumping through hoops and framing things in ways that they wouldn't have to otherwise. They bring more attention to the fact that he's, he's naked. naked. And these ants, 
now his own size. These ants shrink him and they're all manhandling, ant handling him. And well, he, no, they're still manhandling him. <laughs> He's still a man. Like if he was like, you know, oh, messing is, with them, then he'd be ant handling, right? Does the, does the man and manhandle refer to the, the one being, the one handled, being or handled or the... <laughs> I don't know. That's um, a really good question. Somebody hit up our email or uh, d- d- DM us panth- on Instagram. Yeah. Heat seeking panther at gmail.com. <laughs> um, if we have like any, um, any, <clears throat> any English majors or something that can maybe explain that to us. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's, he's very explicitly naked and this wizard kidnaps him. His grandmother sees it happen. His grandmother played by Lily Tomlin in a really thankless role. Um, is for some reason obsessed with aliens and has like basically constructed her whole life around the inevitability that they'll come back for her one day. Yeah. She's, she's supposed to be babysitting these, these kids while their parents are on vacation, kids being Lucas and his sister who doesn't matter. And, um, totally inconsequential (laughs) to the plot in every way, shape or form. And, uh, yeah. And, and their grandmother is like waiting and worshiping aliens who look a lot like the ants. Um, anyway, I don't know. There's, there's a whole, like, yeah, I think that might be part that they cut out some sort of connective tissue well, between those my things. My thing was like, had, did a similar thing happen to like, what if all UFO abductions are just, are just ants gotten shrinking people ants? and kidnapping yeah. them? Holy shit. I mean, it's just, it, you know, just, just throwing it out there. Yeah. Who's to say? Right. Zoc. Like, and furthermore, like this has happened like so many times before, mm-hmm. you know, look, if there's a, you know how many ant hills there are, that means there are so many ant wizards out there. All he had to do was find firestone and, and, and he made a potion to shrink humans. Which again, how rare is firestone? I, I mean, he found it literally in their ant hill. <laughs> he, was, well, yeah, but the ant hill like, to them is the size of like an entire continent. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, I guess so it, like it could be like a really long, arduous journey to go like mine the firestone. Well, it's in North then, America at least. Uh, right. Um, and, and, and I mean, arguably it's all in the same backyard, but again, could just like, be there. maybe, you know. I'm just saying yeah. there, there are a lot of ants. There are a lot of ant shamans. I want to know more about the the way. So, like, as as they're walking, this, how many people disappear every year because ants? Because they're just abducted by abducted ants. by ants. Yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> okay, sorry, I cut you off. Um, so they take they take this naked child into their home. There's a scene where do you remember Julia Roberts who plays an ant named Hova? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, checks out. Like Jay Z was already. He really existed. They, this is 2006. Well, they could have not named her that. <laughs> um, but she. So they 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 bring the they bring this child before the queen ant played by Meryl Streep, and uh, she decrees that as punishment for being uh, the destroyer for peeing on them and etc. He has to learn how to be an ant, I believe. Yeah, basically the punishment they give him for you to know, just like, live for, in their dope ant society. Yeah, they're like you've you've destroyed so many ants you need to like you know like walk a mile in our shoes yeah. to like know what it's like to be an ant. So you're gonna stay shrunken down and with us until right. you like essentially can function as an ant in our society. And then you'll really understand. But like the weird thing about this whole thing is like why they were going to give him the death sentence. Like they were going to yeah. try him as a war criminal Yeah. before Meryl's a terrorist. Like she's the ant queen right. in, in like really operates more on like a sort of um, like what's the tree in Pocahontas? 
<laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like she was like some she was she was kind of like a like immortal like goddess uh-huh. type, uh-huh. you know, that was like dispensing wisdom yeah. and stuff. But so she basically then she comes in and she's like, no, you know, he uh we must not punish him he must learn yeah but they were gonna just kill this kid they were gonna be like all right like you're you're fucking fair enough punishment for ruining <laughs> like you know for killing millions of ants is like just we're gonna behead you now i wanted him to die honestly I mean, he was so, he was, it's so terrible uh, <laughs> anyway uh julia roberts hova um is volunteers to teach him the way of the ant and um checks out his dick i have to note this um and like and checks it out and she's like oh is that what makes you a boy and he constructs clothes out of garbage or yeah, something garbage like, and like discarded leaves and or stuff or something yeah. to keep uh he has like a little th- like toga situation th- to keep the ants from uh goggling at his channels um yeah we also meet uh Bruce Campbell um and as an ant named Fugax um, I gotta say, I I love Bruce Campbell, and uh, he's actually kind of delightful in this. I mean, just his perform. I I oh, just I enjoyed. Think, yeah, I think performance wise, he's he's, he's easily favorite. the best. Yeah, and so more children's movies should cast Bruce Campbell. I think like more movies, more in movies in general. Cast Bruce Campbell, but that's just me. I think he should be president. <laughs> sure, it's twenty eighteen. Um, also, Regina King uh, is an aunt named Creela. You may remember her from the movie Friday and uh, who else? Oh yeah. And Ricardo Montalban um, who does sound like he's on death's door. And uh, is I didn't even recognize it as him until I read the credits that I, I didn't, I didn't even, it didn't sound like him at all. Oh, and, and then of course, Paul Giamatti. Oh, this is weird. Before, <laughs> before Lucas gets shrunk down, this exterminator played, right, played by Paul Giamatti just appears in his yard and, is like he's like he tricks him into signing a contract see i thought this movie was going somewhere entirely different so just for context yes like lucas is playing in the yard this exterminator comes up and he basically is like oh before your dad left uh he told me that he was gonna like you know renew this contract so i could come back and you know like do another round of extermination but can you just sign this contract for him (laughs) so that i can start before he gets back yeah so like me in my brain thought that this movie was going to be way more complicated or even coherent. And so I was like, Oh, there's going to be some weird plot device where he is like, there's like a contract for him to sign, you know? And then he has to somehow like signed over, like, I don't know. And then like, it would have been like an extortion type thing with like the exterminator. There was like this whole, like there, there was this whole more complicated, like subplot going into my head that like revolved around the trickery of getting a six year old to sign a contract in his dad's name. Well, because there's no, um, logical reason why that had to be a plot point. Like he could just introduce the exterminator. I mean, I guess just that they're being more confusing. Well, I guess maybe they're playing with like the guilt that Lucas has that he's the one who signed it. But like that is, it's not, necessary you know oh, i didn't you can, get that at all so if that's the case they did a bad they idea. did a bad they, job yeah. of that if that was the the point anyway it's fucking weird and the exterminator and everything about him feels like it's from a different movie and i mean he's like he, he's he just like appears like a demon and uh is basically a morality he, he has no he's just evil he's like straight up evil um to bugs but like just kind of in general um anyway 
Paul Giamatti's in it, um, being with it cranked up to 10, um, as he enjoys doing boy bullies ants, boys, boy gets shrunk to being an ant and uh, has to learn how to be an ant. Like so far, so strange, but it kind of makes sense. But then the story up until when the exterminator comes, like it really just zigs and zags all over the place. Like there's this weird, well, it's basically just like different, vignettes yeah. of him like trying to learn how to fit into ant society. And there's a through line of Nicolas Cage's aunt Zoc uh, being like jealous of him kind of. Because like everyone pays attention to him and like thinks you know, he's, a, he's a novelty. Yeah, but yeah. bro, you're an ant wizard. You sh- you shrunk, you found Firestone. You shrunk a human like, you Which, know. Which like, does it? Don't is overcompensate. There a, is there a potion that does the opposite? Could they, could they bring an ant up to like human size? They, yeah, well, I mean, they bring Lucas back, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Why don't the ants just take over? Well, that's what I mean. Like, if they're really that pissed that everyone's, like, peeing on, yeah, their, honestly. on their, you know, uh, cities, then Don't just... take them into your city, just... Uh, and also, does it only go, like, is it just ant size to human size, or are there variations? Like, can they get yeah, like, really can... big or, you know, well, anywhere in between? At the end of the movie, the exterminator... Oh, my God, that gets... was so weird. <laughs> he, he, he get, His punishment is he gets hit with the, the like, shrink... Right, but Ray it doesn't shrink him proportionally no. to like a smaller version of himself. It shrinks certain parts of his body. He becomes in he, like mismatched ways, so that he's basically just like a like a deformed lump of flesh. Yeah, it's like the fly yeah. when when the thing like uh, goes through the wrong way, or like it's like you know he he's like half cooked. He he's like head is huge and one arm is lumpy, and he kind of like. And he he steals a child's tricycle and rides away just to what live the rest of his life as this misshapen evil man. What? Anyway, it's a weird loose thread to leave in a child's movie. Yeah. So so Zach is the uh, uh, jealous of him kind of, and um, Bruce Campbell has a sort of <laughs> will they won't they thing going on with uh, uh, Regina King's aunt and. Uh, they also Hova explains to Lucas the history of the ant culture, ant religion. See, I really wish that this was a huge dropped ball in my opinion. I wanted to see way more detail into the society, like how the how the ant society is set up. You know, yeah. like like I want to know about their governments. Like mm-hmm. you know, like I want to know about their like philosophers or their yeah. like. Is, is it a straight and- monarchy? Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like there there are so many and they give you glimpses like when they go into certain chambers and, right. and caves where like you know you can kind of see cool structures right. and you know, different but, ants are doing different jobs. Yeah, but then there's you know anyway that I just wish that they had gone like more more in the, in that direction. You would have been happier if this movie had been twice as long. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> there was enough for it to be weird and distracting and not enough for it to be that actually be interesting. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. When I was watching it and texting you about how weird it was, you, you were like, are they supposed to be native Americans? Oh yeah. And, um, the answer is that they're supposed to be aboriginal, um, okay. in the sense that like, yeah. he, that's, he drew a lot from that, from their culture. And there's, um, so there's a whole part with these like cave, these like black light cave paintings that right. the ants make, um, that, uh, all, all looked pretty aboriginal, but with, with ants and, uh, 
they they have they also have i think like an alien an ant mother the ant mother is like yeah. the which looks just like the alien that the grandma's waiting for and then they have uh the exterminators in their mythology too as the cloud breather but um, so all of this that they're talking about like i want you to keep in mind like by human time like there, this entire history has been like a week. Yeah, right, you know right, I mean? right. Like, yeah, like there's no, like there's there's a huge, huge discrepancy, and I know it's Dude. why. Why would they go into that detail? It's unnecessary. But I'm just gonna nitpick. Sure. Like that was a there's. I'm sorry. Like the the fucking relative time discrepancy is. Well, like think really, about all the friends that Lucas makes are gonna die in like, like immediately. <laughs> then then there's some business with the wasps. The wasps are essentially like the grasshoppers in uh, in a bug's life, but they look shittier <laughs> and have less personality. And uh, so they sort of like battle it out between the ants and uh, Lucas sets off a firecracker and saves the day. And uh, Zock is upset because I don't know, because who gives a shit? And um, the <laughs> anyway, um, well, he's the, upset because there needs to be some kind of like false conflict, conflict, yeah. Which which gets resolved in um, a scene that when he and he and Lucas are he saves Lucas from the inside of a frog. I'm, so, I'm, Dave, I'm sorry to interrupt, but another huge thing with this movie conflict is introduced and then solved immediately, like, one, like in the next scene. Yeah, like it's there is just conflict and resolution and conflict and resolution over and over and over again. And all which which gives it that kind of episodic feel. Like yeah. I think that's why it has like more of a you know you're not watching a through line. It's just kind of like bits of his life like right. in the ant colony. Yeah, well, and I think they just thought in terms of, yeah, like epi like there's a whole scene where uh, Lucas takes uh, a couple of the ants into his home to get jelly beans, which they call sweet rocks, the ants do. And, uh, but that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have any bearing on the rest of the plot, really. Um, there, I feel like there's several, the, the, the whole middle of the movie is just shit like that. Um, that I guess you're supposed to, you're supposed to be wowed at the, what if you were small in your house, but it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. And, it's uh, like, you know, they watched honey. I shrunk the kids. Yeah. Once. yeah. <laughs> Honestly. And just watch honey. I shrunk the kids again. I watch honey. I sh honey. We shrunk ourselves. Watched honey. I shrunk the, myself, the TV show or the, the, it's all better than this movie. Um, <laughs> dude, I, Oh my God. I forgot all about the TV. Show. Yeah. Wow. I, did, I haven't thought about that in like decades. I did too. It just, it, that just came out of me. Yeah. It was on oh, uh, Disney's one Saturday morning. I yeah, believe. man. And it, I don't know. I think it lasted for like a couple seasons. Yeah. It was like fairly popular. I wonder how the special effects still look. Probably great. Probably. A, they yeah. probably look better than this. Better than, <laughs> less creepy than this. Okay, uh, so uh, the, there's a scene after Zock saves uh, Lucas from being eaten by a frog. They climb up on top of a mushroom together and um, look out on the city. And there's this scene, this in this scene, um, sort of like, Zock is like, is is your city like a colony? Like where people, where ants just help each other and all for the greater good. And Lucas is like, no, sadly, it's more like every man for himself. And, uh, and, and the ant just can't believe it. And I was like, is this, does this movie socialist have a socialist message? Um, and this is something I thought about too, Dave. And I think, 
I came to the conclusion that it definitely does. And I was definitely flip-flopping because there are a couple, like, there's, like, some conflicting messages going on in that regard. But yeah. I think ultimately it lands down to, like, if everyone in society helped each other, mm-hmm. we'd all be better off. There's also, like, a noble savage type thing of, of the... Right, the, we're, you know, like, the, like, we're, like, yeah, we're, the, like, the, 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 like, aboriginal people had to, like, yeah. teach him, like, the meaning of, like, being kind to your fellow man. Right, but, yeah, like, but the, yeah, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole thesis of the movie because when Lucas gets back to his normal size he says this to the bully he's like you know the bully's like oh we're gonna get you and he's like no we you know we may be like small but together like we can take you down I mean it's 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 straight up socialism um which cool um I I actually I I have more to say about that in I I because I knew that there would be other people on the internet who were appalled by that. <laughs> and uh, so I have a piece I want to read, but um, let's, let's wrap up what actually happens in this stupid movie. Um, so they, the, all, I don't know. So they're friends now, everyone's friends. And Lucas remembers, oh shit, that demon exterminator made me sign that, that contract. Oh, they go into the house because he wants to like, see if he can like cancel the, uh, the the hit he put right. out on on the ants but he it he doesn't he does it he calls a pizza place instead that's what the pizza gag he calls a pizza place oh yeah that's right Ma- miles oh my God. in miles's notes uh it says pizza gag and it's crossed out uh and we were trying to figure out trying to remember what I that couldn't was remember what i was referring to when i wrote that i still kind of don't but well i don't remember the specific gag but i remember the 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 pizza it, it was a Part. scene within another scene that neither of which needed to happen anyway um anyway so the exterminator comes um and uh the ants team up with the wasps to uh <laughs> deform him and ruin his life um and uh and he he's a bad guy and there's an extremely gross scene where the um I th- the kid Lucas flies a wasp and lands on the exterminator's head and meets a bunch of lice. And he's like walking all, all, all through this like dandruff, this forest of <laughs> dandruff. And then he goes down and hangs off of his nose hair and the exterminator blows him out and there's giant snot everywhere. And it's just like, it feels like fetish content and I did not like it. I, um, but yeah, they, oh, and a beetle flies up the exterminator's pants. Yeah. And he's like, ooh, that looks like a vulnerable place to bite. And he bites his dick explicitly. Mm-hmm. He, they want you to think about penises, the human penis, and all the grossest parts of our body. <laughs> uh, something else I noticed in this movie, yeah. uh, the scene where the, the wasps are fighting the ants, or like, you know, the, the, the ants are fighting the wasps. Right, right. Uh, starship troopers. Yeah. And the scene where the ants and the flying wasps go after the exterminator together is the Death Star. In yep, Star yeah, Wars. it totally was yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, they don't even try to hide that. I'm ready. Are you Are you ready to hear about the Ambulis socialist agenda? <laughs> yes. Um, this is uh, on a website called blessedassuranceministries.wordpress.com. <laughs> Anytime the URL has WordPress in it. <laughs> you know you're in for quality. Um, what's even better is most of this is actually copied from this site called, uh, I think it's called the People's Cube, uh, which 
is like hard right. Like they sell t-shirts. The people's cube. They sell t-shirts uh, with Che Guevara's skeleton on it that say Shay's dead, get over it. And Ayn Rand and the like Shepard Fairey Obama thing, but it says shrugged instead of hope. It's just, it's garbage. But, um, but uh, blessed assurance ministries dot wordpress.com uh, copied this and added more histrionic Christian fervor to it. So uh, I, I chose to read from them. Anyway, here we go. Innocent children's film or Hollywood promoting the new world order socialist agenda. The truth is not only does the so-called children's film ant bully promote socialism, but promotes witchcraft and goddess worship. Hollywood liberals know no bounds, do they? They go out of their way to indoctrinate the children of America. Wouldn't you want your boy to, quote, discover the ant within and become a disposable drone in an anthill, sacrificing himself for the greater good, TM, as it is defined by his wise leaders? As a parent, you don't have to do anything. Your local public school is fully equipped to prepare your child for a life as moat as the vast collective. And then there are animated movies. Um... So it, it talks about the, the mushroom scene, um, mm, it, right. it, you know, uh, where, um, you know, what would make that scene better is if they both took a bite out of the mushroom yeah. and then talked about, uh, how society would be better. <laughs> um, blessed assurance ministries.wordpress.com talks about, uh, the difference between, I, I'll just read, I was trying to like shorten this, but I can't, I can't yeah. lose any of it. Most audiences won't find anything unusual in the CGI animated kitty adventure film, The Ant Bully. A savvy parent might yawn at the routine obligatory condemnation of the Western everyman for himself society that relies on technological crutches and WMDs to oppress the and eliminate the weaker, gentler other society that relies on collectivist values, magic, and the wisdom of a benevolent supreme leader. Been there, done that. Yeah, the Christ, you know, the Christians already suffer through that film every week. Um, Progressive viewers will predictably scoff at the, quote, barbaric human morality embodied in a greedy, corrupt, militaristic, cigar-smoking, redneck exterminator while wistfully admiring a higher other morality embodied by the happy colony of environmentally friendly comrades concerned with the collective welfare and self-sacrifice for the common good. In between these two opposing worldviews, though, is a confused human boy, Lucas, who now faces a difficult ethical choice. Oh, wait, so we are Lucas. We are Lucas. Okay, I see. That our children are Lucas. Right, right. Even though in his despicable past, Lucas has been spoiled and brainwashed by violent video games, the boy chooses to follow his heart and discovers the ant within. Cheered by the audience, Lucas switches sides and teams up with the insects against humans. What? So this writer didn't want, he wanted him to continue fighting the ants <laughs> when he was tiny. Um, obviously an enlightened, mature person must always choose magic and utopia over reality. Don't we all want this for our children? Well, yes. Like unironically, yes, of course. Why would we not choose utopia? <laughs> what are you advocating? <laughs> uh, okay. The newly acquired collectivist ethics help Lucas to regain control of his life and organize a small group of kids, blah, blah, blah. They, they, um, yeah, they beat the bully. I'm skipping that part. A happy collectivist insectopia headed by a supreme leader who knows what's best for the colony. Isn't it what we might also find if we could only take an unbiased look at such, quote, pariah states as Cuba, North Korea, Venezuela, and maybe even Iran? And isn't it what we've been had mindlessly... Ex and, sorry. And isn't it what we had mind... No, that's them. That's their problem. 
And isn't it what we had mindlessly exterminated by interfering in Granada, El Salvador, Guatemala, Bolivia, Colombia, Iraq, and Afghanistan? Did we have a moral right to oppose the workers' paradise of the Soviet Union? All right. We will never yeah, know. Yeah, good job, dude. Went yeah, through you, fucking, you know, you really 10th grade history. Yeah, like, you really understand right. the complexities of, of like uh, American uh, political, global uh, uh, agenda. We will never know. We ought to stop being such bigoted, closed-minded, aggressive ant bullies. And for a change, relive, relieve our collective guilt by showering these small misunderstood nations with jelly beans. When all is said and done, the little boy Lucas appears to be an ultimate moral hero, a whistleblower, a human shield who switches t sides like Johnny the Taliban Lind, Jose Padilla, John Allen Muhammad, oh, good Lord, like all these people, and many others before them whose sacrifice for the greater good shines a moral guiding light for all open-minded progressive young people in this country. I love the hysteria that like, that they're like teenagers who are like... <laughs> John Allen Muhammad was so cool. Well, and also that any child would go like see this movie and then immediately be like, you know what this reminds me no, of? They're thinking of ants. Uh, um, okay. So it ends, it ends by saying in this sense, the ant bully is a boilerplate ant Hills moral movie. <laughs> Another another Ant Hills Morals movie, indistinguishable from many of the produce, those produced in Hollywood for children and adults in recent decades. I might have missed it if I hadn't if it hadn't attracted such a loud applause from critics. Then throughout the movie, Nicolas Cage's character keeps on practicing witchcraft as a wizard. The, this is the part that uh, Blessed Assurance Ministries tacked onto the end. <laughs> They're like, we can't let this part go. The Bible prohibits witchcraft, yet Hollywood loves it. Revelations 21.8. Then they keep on referring to the ant mother, AKA goddess, even though God makes it clear in the Bible that there's no other God before him. So Christians be warned. This movie is the devil's work. Well, Dave, I would like to read you a review that I found on IMDb. Yes, please. From Bonascorsese one. If you want your children to be subjected to a film using less than sub subtle subterfuge to advance a socialist message, this is your movie. Its script can be taken from the book of Marx, and it's not Groucho. Spare your children this claptrap of social disorder and political correctness. Regrettably, this is not a film like Ants. It is instead a political doctrine, with a capital D, aimed for our children. In Ants, there was no PC message, just entertainment. I find the deception of this movie to be a portent of things to come in attempting to influence the minds of our children towards a political philosophy rather than entertainment. When will Hollywood learn when will that films learn? of this nature are not what paying moviegoers want? We don't For that, want we them. can tune into the political pundits. Yeah, exactly. So that- For that, them, we'll, we'll tune into all the Marxist political pundits that you see on TV. And we don't mean Groucho. <laughs> okay, well- I feel like I, I laid out some text from the internet. I thought it was a showstopper. You laid out an even better one. <laughs> so I have another ace up my sleeve. Miles. Yeah. I would like to read you a selection from the fanfic.net original, Nothing is Impossible. Um, this is from chapter 15. Um, and I, I was looking. Like he's released in serial form, or this is, is a it like one long serial okay, serial yeah. form. There are thirty six chapters, um, long cha long chapters. Um, in it, what this author posits is, what if Hova had died, and Zok fell in love with a human woman named Anne, 
and there's also a lot of weird political intrigue with the White House that I I kind of skipped over, but uh, it it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <clears throat> the rest of the trip back to the hotel was thankfully uneventful. As she walked into the room, Anne dropped the file of lab records on the end of her bed, helped Zock down from her earring, and started to get ready for bed. As she opened the drawer to get out a nightgown, she spotted the one that Lucas had snuck in. Oh, in, in this story also, Lucas, the child, is really intent on the ant and the woman fucking. And he... Uh, he, he He's trying to like, play matchmaker? Yeah, he, he suggests that she pack a really sexy nightgown. So hey, Hold on, this kid's like nine years he old. He wants the ant and the woman to fuck really bad. Also, Anne just tragically lost her husband, so she's feeling kind of lost and like just adrift. Um, so this, it really just, it comes at the right time. <laughs> she found herself wondering if Zock thought anything about her was physically attractive, if he would notice if she wore it. Part of her doubted it. They were just too different. Then again, she thought he was attractive, handsome. Although if she really thought about it as indiv- if she really thought it about it, about it as individual things that she found attractive about him, all she could come up with were two, that his eyes seemed to change from light blue to a brilliant darker blue, depending on how the light hit them, and the incredible feeling whenever he held her. He was so gentle. Uh, the ant can grow big and small at will, I think. Um, also, um, That ruins the whole conceit of the movie. Oh, he's a wizard. He's, this is the wizard. Okay. But she could always always sense his amazing strength, and it always made her feel safe and relaxed. Wait, I'm sorry. Is he human-sized right now? He climbed down off of her earring, but... But um, they never explained what he... Pretty, I, I, she's, she's recalling back to past times, but yeah, oh, I think oh, for, okay. for the rest of the scene, though, he is human-sized, and okay. they, don't, they don't mention how or why it just happens. Finally, letting her curiosity get the better of her, she grabbed the gown and headed into the bathroom to change. When she came out a few minutes later, she, w- uh, she was more than a little disappointed to find that Zock looked like he had already fallen asleep. Anne pulled the ponytail holder out of her hand, hey, ugh, her hair, picked her brush up off the dresser and started to brush her hair, then blushed a little when she looked in the mirror hanging over the dresser and realized Zock was still awake and was watching her. It wasn't the first time that oh, she had... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. There's a full, like, there's a human-sized ant in the bed? In the bed. Oh, my God, dude. They, they have separate beds, though. What? <sighs> I'm sorry. I just had that. I just got that mental picture. I imagine him like laying, like trying to do like this sexy, like, yeah, I think you know, he's, where he's, he's like propped up on he's, an like, arm. leaning on his it, definitely, arm. Definitely. But he's like a giant ant. That's yeah. so. It wasn't the first time she had seen him looking at her in the mirror, but it was the first time he hadn't looked away quickly enough that she wasn't sure whether he was actually watching her or just glanced that way. This time he never took his eyes off of her, all, all his eyes with all the like different. Uh, how does she know that she, he's even looking at her? Yeah. How do you even tell? Aren't their eyes like, they look like honeycomb? Anyway, you were watching me the last several nights, weren't you? Anne asked, turning to face him. Yes, and it's so nice being able to without worrying about you noticing, Zock admitted, smiling as he sat up so he was supporting himself on one arm. As, as Anne walked between the beds to climb into hers, Zock suddenly wrapped his arm around her waist and pulled her onto his bed. Landing on her side, on the far side of the bed, with her legs draped over his in the base of where his thorax met his abdomen, she gasped slowly. What do you think you're doing? She demanded, pulling her legs the rest of the way over and trying not to smile. Zock grinned almost devilishly. You promised me that when we got back, I could hold you for as long as I wanted, and I have no intention of letting you go out of my arms until we have to leave tomorrow. He whispered. All of his arms? Yeah. I think so. I think she's just wrapped her up like a straight jacket. He whispered tenderly, gently running his fingers through her hair. Fingers. 
Wait, so she's being like. I don't know. Don't I mean, to. they have they they have kind of like little like I think hoofy things at yeah. the end of their. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's holding her and fifty a lot of fingers. Um, it's every woman's fantasy, right? That's what those vibrating beds are based on. <laughs> Running his fingers through her hair, held by a six foot eight, <laughs> and over her bare shoulder, and smiled. Well, then it's a good thing you make such a comfortable pillow. No, he doesn't. He's a fucking ant. Exoskeleton His body and shit. Is and all the, like, the weird, creepy like little hairs. Ew. Ooh, dude. She said as she laid her head on his thorax. Zok just smiled and wrapped one arm around her waist while he continued to gently run his hand over her shoulder and upper arm, then hesitantly said, when we get home, don't blame Lucas for this gown getting packed. Lifting her head slightly and raising an eyebrow, Anne asked him in disbelief, you snuck it into my suitcase? His cheeks turned a shade darker as he blushed slightly and admitted, yes, I didn't know if there was any chance you would actually wear it. You look absolutely elegant in your flowing skirts. And when you wore your swimsuit, I liked being able to see your shoulders. You seem to like more than just seeing them, Anne murmured, smiling as Zock continued to slowly run his fingers over her shoulder. You have such soft skin, Zock whispered. I like it. I feel horrible for thinking it, but I keep hoping you would end up sunburned again just so I would have an excuse to run my hands over your skin again. I think that must call back to an earlier erotic scene. Anne started laughing. I was so upset when I fell asleep before you finished putting the healing potion on my back. After that, I deliberately tried to get a sunburn. (laughs) Yeah, because I enjoyed it so much, but it never worked. Anne yawned. We should probably get some sleep. It's already after two in the morning. She laid her head back on his chest they said goodnight and happily fell asleep in each other's arms. I know you guys were expecting sex in that scene. I mean, do, how much did you read? Did they eventually fuck? I got to chapter 15 and there was no sex, so I bailed out. This, I, I decided this was the best I was going to get. I don't blame you. Um, but no, they, almost every chapter ends with him holding her, and um, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of kissing. There's like, th- there's a the pinchers and shit. Yeah, oh. there's a part where she's like, um, she's like, "Don't start kissing me," because every time you kiss me, you kiss me for a long time, and we don't stop. <laughs> it's like it kind of feels like it was written by someone who's never had sex, like a, a just a, a woman, like not a horse girl who's grown up, but like an an ant girl. An, an aunt. Someone's aunt. Thank you. Oh, also, it, it, it says that it's based on a dream she had, the author. Dude, the day I start dreaming in, in Aunt, aunt Bully, Bully, I just... I'm done. Well, is there anything else to add? Can you best that? No, no, no. I, 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 it's a great note to end on. Thanks for, thanks for digging in, Dave. Yeah. Really bringing that to the table. I know. Yes, please. Yeah, thank Jesse, you. thank you for the thank you for the tea. We yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for sitting in, Jesse, and uh, offering silent moral support. Um, um, you look so unsexy for trying to be sexy. Yeah, well, it's just it's tender, you know. <laughs> it's it's like the what like unlike the hard exoskeleton <laughs> of the ant, it's very <laughs> tender. What, well, that's the thing about ants that they say in this movie is they're they're hard on the outside but soft on the inside. <sighs> Zock is a typical ant that way. Um, I do, uh, okay, so I rented this on DVD. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. I spent like $2 on it. I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm so uh, I'm sorry. I'm a little mad. Um, but, uh, 
mainly I mainly I did it because I thought, well, look, maybe if I watched it with the commentary. Oh, you know shit. what I mean. So like that's that was initially why I went for the DVD, but then uh, there wasn't even commentary on the fucking disc. Oh my god. So, uh, but what there was on the disc that I that I watched a couple of, they have these like little short, like animate, like animated, uh, shorts that oh, they like, God. I think they like put on the web, like at the time of release of, from the amp bully. Yeah. Of, like, yeah. 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 Bully so characters. there was maybe 10 to 12 of them. Wow. They were like one and a half to four minutes long. I only watched like three mm. of them cause I was unbearable on, on a scale um, from, um, hilarious to side splitting. Where do they fall? I was comatose uh, <laughs> by the end of the first one that was l- a little over a minute long. What what happens in them? What do they I do? Literally, don't even. Do they tell you like, not to do drugs? Because no, 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 that's what bullies <laughs> bully. That's what wasps do. No, but it, it's 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 just more like it's basically like capsule stories that could have been like side plots in the movie. Hmm. Like I thought maybe, oh, there'll be insight into like I was saying, like this ant society, or there'll be really, really what I was hoping was that all if not most of the shorts would be you know uh scenes from the ant society yeah like, as filling out just the... right but it's just but now nah, there's still regular sized humans in most of them and uh, you know it's like the kind of thing where it's like, like why why just give us more of the movie like are, are these I, I guess they were just essentially like you know trailers wait like, so they deleted scenes no 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 the, this, they these are extras yeah they, they made these for the internet as like a promotion Ugh. that they released at the, like around yeah, the time of the movie. Wow. They were never intended to be part of the script. This was, they like wanted someone to like embed one on their MySpace profile. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So send, send your friend on Friendster an Ant Bully clip. <laughs> Ant Bully this weekend? Dave, check out this hilarious <laughs> video that I found. Man, I just want a whole movie of this. Well, lucky for you. So uh, we should say... First of all, sorry for the sound being fucked up last week. Uh, that it wasn't our fault. It was my fault. No, it, it wasn't. Oh, okay. it, 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 um, it was a wasp. Did it? And um, too all, many ants crawled into the circuits of the yeah. mixer, and it, it fried the mic. Miles Miles has been uh, peeing on too many ant hills, and they decided to get us back. And then I got abducted by aliens, <laughs> but it turned out to be ants, and it was a whole thing. So. Uh, it's a, just laid for hours, kissing one, <laughs> being held in his strong arms. Um, so like we we thought I, I we were both really excited because we thought that the Wicker Man was next. Um, which is going to be a blowout episode, but instead, it's the the worst of all possible uh, things. It's it's the World Trade Center, Oliver Stone's World Trade Center. So like, there's if, like such such a buzzkill. Like, yeah, I was I was all psyched to like I I was I, I I even like looked at my streaming options for the Wicker Man. I was like I cannot wait to get on this. Like I'm I might even watch it before we record the Ampoli episode because yeah. I'm like really excited about getting to it. And then I looked up the timeline and then I realized that it's that it's World Trade Center. I, and and maybe and I it's it's cage playing both sides of the political aisle. You have uh mm. the so, socialist propaganda and then you have uh just I, I, well, I don't know what I don't know what the fuck Oliver Stone's deal is. So we'll find out. Join us next time in the Panther Den. I'm Miles, and this is Dave, and together we are heat, heat, heat seeking, seeking pan- panther. Shh.
I don't want best scenes from Black Panther. God damn it. <laughs> Hold on. Was that? Okay, so is this the one with the countdown? Yeah. So just wait for the countdown. Okay. Una Pantera. Oh, Pantera is Panther? Three, Italian? two, one. <laughs> that was the take. That was the take. <laughs>